the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 52 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 10. I'm Liam, and I'm 7. I'm Liam, and I'm 7. Are you a robot also? Uh, maybe. Maybe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. All right, well, I um... I think you are... Less than a month away from Rogue One. Here we are, episode 52. You're kidding. And, uh, less than a month? <laughs> well, last week it was a month away, so now we're less than a month away, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Pretty fun. Yep, about three weeks. So I need to ask work off on Friday, because I'm not going to want to wake up early and go to work that next morning. But we'll, we'll go to opening night. No, we're going to no. watch it opening night. We'll go, to, we'll go to opening night, yeah. Yes. I think it's just going to be us three, though. Your mom has volleyball. Volleyball game. Yeah, and it's like their last game. game. Yeah, it's the last game of their season. She really wants to to play. I understand. And she said, well, you're going to go see it again, right? I can go see it with you the second time. And I said, yeah. Yeah, we'll go see it again. (laughs) So (laughs) you can come with us the second time. That'll give us an excuse to see it again that that weekend. I would probably do volleyball, too. Wow. Maybe. All right. I mean, I I I love Star Wars, but Mm -hmm. that's like any time. And volleyball, that's like one match. Sure. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. That's a very rational way of looking at it. Congratulations. I am not rational when it comes to Star Wars. I'm not rational either when it comes to Star Wars. Okay, all right. So, let's talk about the Star Warsy stuff we've been up to. Um, I don't think we talked about Imperial Super Commandos last week, because maybe we hadn't watched it yet. Um, but that episode, Imperial Super Commandos of Rebels, you know, the with the Mandalorian Stormtroopers, kind of. Yeah, so we watched that, and we watched Iron Squadron, which uh, we just watched that one yesterday. Right? That was cool. So happy we got to see a relative of, what's his name? Leader of Phoenix Squadron? Sato. Sato, yeah. We got to see Sato's nephew, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I was wondering who his family was since we like first met him. You were, huh? Mm-hmm. Cool, and now we know. Yeah, and um, one thing that... Uh, was really funny is that the, the those three characters of the Iron Squadron are all named after people who work at Lucasfilm, in a way, right? Uh, it's Mart Matten is his uh, his name. Well, that Matt Martin is a guy who works for Lucasfilm. He's on the story group, um, and then there's a uh, Guti. Uh, was it Guti Terez? I think is and that's Andy Gutierrez, right? Guti is is the the pink alien's name, right? And then Jonner is named after like the one of the cameramen who makes the Star Wars show. <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, awesome. you know, and I was thinking since we watched Iron Squadron yesterday, I was thinking we'd do a reaction core episode uh, today. But I don't know. Like, I didn't really. It didn't really hit anything with me. It didn't make me want to talk about it for a whole episode. Um, me I think neither. I think you guys enjoyed it though, right? Mm-hmm. We liked it. Yep. So. What would you say, I'm just curious, because when I thought about the episode, and I thought about what happened in the episode, I wasn't, I don't know what the story was. So I'm kind of I curious. Don't picture anything. Yeah, so like, Anna, what was the story of episode, the episode Iron Squadron? 
Um, well, I think it's just them beating another squadron and kind of seeing how, like, a diff- like a different friendship hmm. in Rebels. Maybe they thought, maybe it was, it was like, that friendship is not getting old, but there's a lot of it and we haven't really seen any, any other friendships. Hmm. So we should, like, do this Iron Squadron thing. To show, something. you mean to show like other friendships, like a, another crew who have yeah. who are also friends of each other. Yeah. Oh, okay, like a, like a, like a ghost crew, but not. Right. Right. Liam. Um, I think the episode, the story was, like they were more than friends than freedom fighters. Oh, there were more friends than freedom fighters. Hmm. Interesting. But I liked how. They say this is our home. We're not going to abandon it. Mm-hmm, yeah. We we fight for good. We're oh, not yeah. we're not going to leave this place and give up. Yeah, we're going to fight for good. They were pretty but, young too, weren't they? Uh-huh. They were like teenagers. So like where they were going to fight, and then like at, at some point they were just going to die, and maybe they hadn't really thought that through. They didn't really think about it, you know. So yeah. Anyway. Um, it was, it was okay, but I'm really looking forward to, you know, stories that kind of do more with the Star Wars universe. I don't know. It just seemed like it was really a really small story and I want big stories, but I guess they can't all be big stories, right? Um, yeah. So Liam, you drew some really great Rogue One action figures and turned them into target ads Mm, last week. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) You wanted me to pull up pictures of different Rogue One characters, and what I pulled up for you were action figures, so then you turn them into target advertisements. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Get their action figures at Target. Get them at Targets, is what yeah you said on there. Dun, so dun, dun. <laughs> I, I actually put those up on Twitter, and I uh, tagged Target in them, yep. so that maybe they'll use them for their advertisements, um, but probably not. And right. uh, <laughs> well, I'll also put those up on the website. Um, pretty good drawings. You did Chirrut. And Bays and Jin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, I really enjoy looking at them. So Probably good work on that. Bodhi too. You might do Bodhi, yeah. Cassian. Yeah, Cassian. Cool. So, uh, you know, since we're getting close to a movie, I'm kind of curious whether or not you've heard any uh, anyone saying anything about Rogue One in school these days. Is anyone, anyone in your class, Anna, oh. excited about Rogue One? Well, they don't really talk about it that much. They don't talk about it too much? How about you, Liam? Anyone in your class? Oh, yeah. Yeah? What have they been saying? Uh, quotes, like... Uh, a bunch of quotes. Like that... from the trailers? Yeah. Oh, cool. Like rebellions are built on hope and stuff like that? And whatever I do, it's to protect you. Do you understand? I understand. Cool. That's cool. And you would also do, we're requesting a call sig- a stress signal. Rogue. Rogue One, <laughs> and then we would start like pretending to shoot bunch sure. of that stuff. So it's a so it's kind of a big topic of conversation in your oh, classroom yeah. these days. Everyone's really excited Only for with it. Only a couple people. Only a couple friends, but yeah, well that's cool. That's good that you have some friends that you can joke around with about it and and do different things with, right? That Star Wars mm-hmm. play ended up falling through that you were working on, which is kind of a bummer. But you're still you know talking about Star Wars, drawing Star Wars that's stuff like cool. that. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, uh, what is that sound? Listen, listen. All right, welcome to What's That Sound? So this is where we, you know, take a sound in Star Wars and uh, using 
that awesome book, The Sounds of Star Wars. Um, we talk about how how they made that sound, how Ben Burt, the sound designer, made these sounds. It's really cool to think about. And when you watch the movies, it's kind of fun to say, ah, I know how that sound is made. Uh, so in honor of Rogue One and the Death Star, today we're going to talk about the sound of the Death Star doors. Anna, can you please get me the Sounds of Star Wars book? It's down uh, by the bed over there. Okay, so I'm just gonna play the sound of the Death Star doors on this book and just put the microphone by it. So that's a pretty recognizable sound. I wonder whether or not we're gonna hear the Death Star doors in Rogue One. I hope we do. Yeah, but like this. Right. Right. And uh That's true, yeah. There's kind of a musical nature to a lot of these sounds the way they're put together. So it says in the book here that during his trips on the subways of Philadelphia, Ben Burt spent some time riding to both terminuses while recording various sounds, air doors, mechanical noises, and so on. He later used these sounds for all the spaceship hatches and the fast-moving doors aboard the Death Star. So they're all subway sounds, basically, in Philadelphia. That's pretty cool, huh? Mm -hmm. And then they recorded an air cannon at Industrial Light and Magic, they recorded the sound of it, and that became a key element in the Death Star doors. Every time you hear a swoosh and a door flies open or closes, that's in there, says what? Bert. Industrial. An air cannon? No, oh, Industrial. Industrial Light and Magic, ILM. Yeah. ILM is the, uh, the special effects shop that does all the special effects for Star Wars and many, 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 many other movies, all the Marvel movies, nice. Jurassic Park. So, you know, back in the days of the original trilogy, all of that work was done uh, with models and and camera tricks and paintings and stuff like that. Now what ILM does, uh, they do that, but they also do a lot of computer work, right? Computer-generated images, cool. CGI, right? Cool. So instead of building a model, they'll build the model in the computer visually and then use that model and make it look like it's actually on the screen or in, in the... In the the place that you're watching, right? Yeah. Cool. So that's how that's how they make those door sounds. So next time you're in a Philadelphia subway, listen for that, and uh, and close your eyes and imagine that you're in the Death Star, and just hope that it's not the end of episode four or six. <laughs> All right. Well, let's head on over to the news. So, tickets for Rogue One went on sale in the UK today. So, there's still no word when they're going to go on sale here in the United States, but hopefully soon. And when they do, I'll be getting three, maybe five, because I think uh, your Uncle Matt and, and his wife might be, yeah, might be coming. Yay! Yeah, so, Yay! I hope so. Uh, I'll have to confirm with him before I make that final purchase. Matt also went to the Force Awakens with us. Matt did go to the Force Awakens with us. Yeah, he he Not he loves Star Wars. Not the first time, but he did a couple N times. No, the first. Yeah. It was opening the first night. time. It was opening night. Yeah, opening night. He came with us. Yep, he met us there. Yeah, Matt and I went to uh, Attack of the Clones on opening night together too, in Grand Forks, North Dakota, at the Carmike Cinemas. Shout out to Grand Forks. Uh, a new casting announcement was made for the female lead of the Han Solo standalone movie. And her name is Amelia Clark. That's the actress's name. We do not know who she is playing. 
we do know that this actor, actress, I, I like to call female actors actors. I don't know why we need a diff different name, although I did just use the word actress. Um, just actors. I like just actors. I don't know. Why do we need a special name? You know? It's not like a chef and a chefstress. You know what I mean? Like, chef is a chef. An actor is an actor. So, anyway. Um, she's been on Game of Thrones, which I have not watched, but, you know, I've heard it's really awesome, and I'm sure um, she's really cool. Gwendolyn Christie also was on Game of Thrones, Captain Phasma, right? Um, so, it seems like there's a lot of Game of Thrones crossover now with Star it's Wars, which is pretty awesome. cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen this, this actor in anything. Um, but she does look like a lot of other Star Wars actresses. I have a photo of her here. There she is. That's Amelia Clark. So, white, and she's British, and she has brown hair. So, whoop-de-doo, I guess. Kind of was hoping for, you know, person of color, but I don't know. Uh, this will be the, th you know... Well, every single Star Wars female Same lead. A person of color. Right. But, but every, every single, single Star, Star Wars female, female lead, lead has been has white, been white with brown hair. <laughs> like it's I don't know. I I feel like maybe this is a misstep. I, I'm kinda of, I'm hoping there's a reason that you know, maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just kinda of getting a little bit repetitive, I think, right? True. Like um, her and then Jin and Ray, then Ray and Padme, Padme Leia. and Leia. Right. I mean, that's five. Yeah, I don't know. That's five. Yeah. So I think uh, I think it's time. You know, it's. I mean, I, they're doing better. They're doing good. But you know, like in the Force Awakens, the only, uh, well, the only like main female person, female of color, was was uh, Lupita Nyong'o. And she played... And she wasn't Maz. even... She played Maz, exactly. No one even saw... Right, right. Like, that she was yeah. black. Yeah. So, so, you know, um, Star Wars is not perfect, uh, and I think it's getting better, but, you know, uh, I think it's it's on us to say, you know, we would have liked to see someone who, who looks a little bit different and isn't so so much the same. Um, diversity is a great is a good thing in, in movies, and we want more of it, right? Can't we have somebody who's mixed with long blonde hair? Sure. And <laughs> American or something like that. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. But really, I think you know what we need is is a black lead. That would be awesome. Um, and I'm really hoping that Donald Glover has a huge part in this movie. Um, you know, but I still think Wait, who's Donald Glover? Donald Glover's playing Lando. So, um, in full of, uh, I was listening to the full of Sith episode and, uh, they were talking about how they're going to stop calling it the Han Solo movie and they're going to call it the Han and Lando movie <laughs> because they hope that Lando has a really big part in this movie. And so do I. So, uh, I'm kind of hoping that, uh, I don't know who she's playing, but I hope that she's playing, uh, Delia Layton. Liam, does that name ring a bell to you? Delia? Do you remember who that is? From Smuggler's Run? She's the owner of that yeah. spaceship that's also a bar, basically, uh -huh. called the Serendipity. She seemed really cool. I really like that character. I, I would love to see that character. Anna, I don't think you read that one. 
the smugglers mm-hmm. run. No, but but there's like this uh, this I don't cantina. Think I any of them. No, I don't think you did either. There's the Leia one can- was really good too. There's a cantina. Yep. In a spaceship. In a spaceship. That's yeah. Cool. So it can always just take off if it needs to. And then go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, and Delia's got like a huge blaster behind the bar to you know keep people in line. And yeah, I would love to see her in this movie. So maybe she'll be Delia. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, there's a new Rogue One featurette that we've been meaning to watch for days, and we still haven't. Do you guys want to watch that now? Yes. Yeah, let's take a let's take a watch. Uh, so this is kind of like a kind of like the sizzle reel that they released in Celebration. Um. Sort of the same type of thing, but let's watch it. It looks like he might they might have stolen that's what she's walking into. Yeah, I don't know. And she's gonna hop in um a stolen tie fighter. Stolen tie fighter, maybe. Maybe that'll be how she escapes. Maybe they're just taking a Maybe Oh no, that couldn't be because Sabine painted it. <laughs> Sabine painted it. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see any any rebels crossover, but we'll oh. see. Who knows? I Might hope. see Chopper rolling around in the background. I think that's what someone's. <laughs> that'd be cool. Kind of fun. Uh, so there's one thing that we've uh, assumed for a long time that was confirmed with this video. Do you see it on the screen right now? I paused it at the end here. PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Right. So, you know, we've talked about this before on the on the podcast it about how I, it, we're watching it. Yeah, and about how uh, ratings ratings are kind of I think, you know, they're a suggestion. Um there was an episode that we did called Rated F for Fun, uh that we recorded before The Force Awakens. Um and I think The Force Awakens was definitely you know, not too much for you kids. And I don't think this movie will be either, but you know, it is, it's, you know, up to the parents. Uh, some parents are, will want to see it beforehand. I thought I would want to see this beforehand, but after seeing uh-huh. the trailers and seeing how excited the kids are for yeah. it, I, we, that's not going to happen. Not, that's not going to happen. I mean, the fact that you get mad at me for watching a trailer before you, I'm not going to watch this movie before you. <laughs> right? I would cry. You would cry. Exactly. I'm not going to do that to you. So I'm really daddy. <laughs> now, if they, now, if there's ever, if, if, if within the next few years there is a rated R Star Wars movie, You're watching then I'll probably watch it before I watch you. It too. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen, but you never know. There might be a kind of a rated R uh, Star Wars television series. I could see that happening. If they do like a Netflix original Star Wars series, like some of that Marvel, uh, the Marvel series, like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and. Uh, uh, Luke Cage that they do on Netflix. Those are not for kids. I mean, those are super violent. Some of them, you know, some of the, it's really disturbing and not for kids at all. So, and that's, that's Marvel. That's Disney, you know, making those shows. So it's possible that star Wars someday will have a, have a TV show like that on Netflix that might just be too intense for kids. And that's okay. I think, I think that's okay. It would kind of bum me out because star Wars, you know, should be kid friendly. I think. But I can see some books aren't. There are horror Star Wars books. Death Troopers is one of them. Red Harvest is another one. Basically about zombie. Like, Death Troopers is about zombie stormtroopers. I actually listened to the audiobook of that. Give me nightmares. Ugh, because they do, like, the sound effects. Ugh, creepy. Yeah, if you want to have scary, scary Star Wars, listen to the audiobook of Death Troopers. Ugh. Really, really creepy. Anyway. <laughs> There's some inappropriate books of Star Wars, but 
Are there? Yeah. Like, like some Like, Lost Stars is a little inappropriate. Oh, you I mean, mean for, for, for really young For really young kids, For, like, even? I don't know. For some families, it would be inappropriate. Uh, yeah, maybe, kind of, certain parts. But, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But, I think... There's nothing in those books that you can't see if you turn on the TV at 6 o'clock p.m. So, I don't know. <laughs> I think we're, we're maybe a little more sheltered than some families. I don't know. But, maybe not. Alright, well, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song! Yeah! The Canon News song! Yeah! Yeah! So, I'm hoping... I'm reading Catalyst, okay? And this is the, the prequel to Rogue One. It takes place about... It starts about a year into... I love that word. Catalyst, Catalyst. is a good word. Catalyst. Uh, so it starts about a year into the Clone Wars. Okay? That's where the book starts. And you see Galen Erso and Orson Krennic, and, and, um, and they're in the Republic. You know, the Empire isn't a thing yet. It's the Republic. Which I keep having to remind myself, because it, it seems very Imperial. Like, the stuff that they're talking about, because they're talking about the Death Star. You know? So I always associate Death Star... With the Empire. But they started building the Death Star before the Republic became the Empire. So that's what a lot of this book is about. Um, and I think, you know, I'm hoping to finish Catalyst before we record our next episode. And I'm thinking of maybe doing a whole episode just about Catalyst. Like a whole canon... No, like a canon news Catalyst episode. We could talk about what Catalyst reveals. And also... For people who haven't read the book, and also for people who aren't going to read the book before Rogue One, they could listen to this episode and kind of get caught up on what was revealed in Catalyst. So that people who maybe don't read Star Wars books but like to listen to podcasts will will still kind of understand the stuff that happened in mm. Catalyst. What do you think? Yeah, but that's be kinda... a big spoiler episode. Oh, totally. I mean, if, if you didn't want to be spoiled on Catalyst, you wouldn't listen to the episode. It, it would actually kind of be a Catalyst reaction core. But instead of you kids reacting to it, also you would you would be learning about it, right? Because you're not reading the book, but I am, so I could kind of teach you the things that are in the book, right? So yeah. So anyway, um, but for now I'm just going to do a, a cool little fact from the book. So Krennic is at this party, and he's listening in on a conversation that uh, a person named Dagio Belcos, who is an Iktochi, Iktochi, Iktochi. Like, uh, sassy teen is an Iktachi. Uh, it's sassy teen. Sassy teen with the big horns coming down. The, the ones Jedi, that go like that? The Jedi with the horns. Oh, yeah. He's got the horns, yeah. The um, the yeah, the ones that like, horns kind of come down off of his head toward his face, yeah. Mm. Um, so this, this, uh, Dagio is having a conversation with someone at, at this party, and... At this point, I believe it's about a year and a half, maybe, after the Clone War started. Anyway, in the book, it says, Belcoz was a, a member of Dr. Goobacher's. And actually, Dr. Goobacher is uh, from the Clone Wars. He was in the first episode of the D-Squad arc. This guy right here, I got a photo of him, I'll put it up on the website. Do you remember this guy? He, he like outfitted each of the astromechs with like special abilities. Remember? Yeah, yeah. That's and he was cool. very. He kind of sounded. He kind of reminded me of Doctor Vindy a little bit. And actually, Doctor Vindy gets a shout out in Catalyst, which is pretty funny. Doctor um, Vindy. Doctor Vindy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm Doctor Vindy. Do you remember him? 
<laughs> no idea. He's like the mad scientist on Naboo underground. And he's like going to release this <gasps> disease. Oh, Do you remember Dr. Bindi? Yeah. Yeah. He's so annoying. In the whatever it's called, the oh, blue. He's creepy. Yeah, the I blue something. Blue, blue shadow virus. Yeah. Hey, we got it. That's what, that should have been. Right, yes. So, okay, so uh, so Belkos was a member of Dr. Gubacher's artificial intelligence team, designing enhanced overseer droids to supervise the battle station labor force. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. So, the, the Republic had these special kinds of droids that supervised the people working on the Death Star, probably to make sure that they actually worked, right? To, to keep them in line, right? At this oh. point, at this point, I don't think it was slaves. I know who those are. Who are they? Who do you think? The droids. Which droids? K2SO's type. Oh, you think so? Oh, they might be. Possibly. Liam thinks these droids that we're talking about that were designed to oversee this, the battle station labor force? Wait, so Death Star I, labor I, force? Okay, I didn't really get that. So is it like droids are overseeing the Death Star... To, 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 like, point out stuff that went wrong? No, well, so, like, they're overseeing the workforce. So the workers who are building oh. the Death Star. So they're, I'm assuming, kind of like the slave drivers. Like, the ones who make the workforce work. And if oh. someone, like, lays down on the job, they'll punish them, maybe. Okay. I'm assuming. But I'm not sure if, at this mm -hmm. point, they're using slave labor to build the Death Star. I don't think they are at this point. Um, I think that's something that does come later. Um, but you know, I was thinking, and I actually put this up on Twitter too. What about those droids that we see in the season three trailer for rebels? Those kind of big, uh, Imperial droids. Come on, come on, come on. What about? So what about these droids oh, yeah, from the season three? I'll put this up on the website too. The kind of, um, I don't know. They look like a cross between... An old school Cylon and a super battle droid Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. Sorry, kids, you don't get that reference. Um, <laughs> but the old Cylons oh, yeah. and uh, and a super battle droid, kind of. I don't know. But you know, they have the Imperial symbol on them. But that doesn't mean that they couldn't have been like holdovers from the Republic, right? So maybe were they? Are those the Overseer droids? And does that mean the Rebels are starting to like get closer to the Death Star? You know, um, facility. They're mixed with droidicas, I, I think, too. Mixed with droidicas? The blasters. The way the blasters look? Kind of yeah. look like droidicas? Yeah. Yeah, so... Always pointing at the blasters. Yeah, that's right. You love your weaponry. <laughs> so, so yeah. thought that was an interesting little tidbit of canon news. And uh, we'll have plenty more of that next week, I think. We'll see if I finish Catalyst. You know, it's kind of a busy time, Thanksgiving and stuff. But we'll see. I'll try to finish it. And uh, maybe do a Catalyst episode. All right. Well, let's go have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Which Jedi do blow things over? Hmm? Which Jedi do blow things over? Do Mace Wind do blow things over. Oh. Oh. That's so cheesy. It just smells. It's like smells in here. Like stinky cheese. How did so you even come up is. with that? Ugh, I don't know. 
I'm sorry. I apologize. I formally apologize <laughs> to our listening audience for that joke. <laughs> All, right. Uh, all right, let's head on over to more serious things like the question and answer council. <laughs> the question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer council. All right, Liam, you have a question for the question and answer council. Funniest moment in all of Star Wars. The funniest moment in all of Star Wars? We were supposed to be talking about serious things in the question and answer council. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right I, can I the go funniest first? moment usually the questioner goes last can i please go first anna what do you think do you want Liam to go first yeah yeah because <laughs> okay. you didn't think of one no <gasps> oh no 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 i i i thought oh, uh of? i thought of a question oh okay all right oh this I is my think of an answer. okay well liam liam your question is the funniest moment in all of star wars we're gonna break with protocol here. The protocol has changed, as Ahsoka says, and uh, you can go first if you'd like. Okay. Fun- the funniest. Um. Word. Um. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. <laughs> can I say another one? Oh, uh, that is funny. Mm, one more. Your second. Your second prize. It's probably um. The one where Jar Jar um, Binks steps in the poop, and he's like, ooh, visa poodoo. <laughs> icky poo. Doesn't he yeah. say icky poo? Yeah, he's like, ooh, icky poo. Icky poo. Oh, wow. Icky poo. That is. Ooh, icky poo. Okay. Icky poo. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Those are, those are good ones. Anna, have you thought of uh, the funniest moment in all of Star Wars? Nope. Okay. Uh, well, I I think the funniest moment for me is uh, when Leia says, "You half wit, half wit. No, you scruff, you stuck up, half wit, scruffy looking nerf herder." <laughs> and then Han Solo says, "Who's scruffy looking?" <laughs> like he doesn't have a problem with the rest of those things, just that she called him scruffy looking. He's okay with being called. Stuck up, half-witted, and a nerf herder. <laughs> but scruffy looking? No. Why not scruffy looking? He draws the line at the... I don't know. It's, that's the joke, right? Because <laughs> uh, he wants to look handsome? I guess. I guess. He, he takes pride in how he looks. Yeah. And my second place, since Anna, you... Uh, maybe do you want me to give you this one? This can be Anna's. Yeah. Anna's funniest moment, I'll say, in all of Star Wars is... um is uh when ray's looking for the bonding tape no no not that no no the one i'm pointing to <laughs> no no uh, not that one this one i also i also like and the way bb8 goes and looks one? right at it bb8 looks yes, right down that at one it. <laughs> uh what's what do you also like Anna? um i also like when bb8 does the flame thing the flame thumb the flaming thumbs and up. also i like when um Finn's like, we got to make a plan, and then he's like, so, and then he just makes up all the plan, and Han's just like, well, he's nodding, you get that, and then oh. Finn's just like, why are you going like this, why are you going like this, yeah. and then he's just points behind him with his gun, and he's yeah. like, and then he's like, makes this weird face and turns around, and he's like, and then he looks back at him, and he's like, what, what, 
what, what, what? And he just keeps looking back and forth like, what the heck, how did that happen? <laughs> I thought he only looked back and forth once. <laughs> yeah, well, you remember things differently. It's okay. Uh, yes, that is that is very funny. The Force Awakens is probably the funniest. Uh, probably. Empire Strikes Back too is also very, Empire Strikes Back, very, how? very funny. How? It's so funny. Like All when? the Han and Leia stuff is their banter back and forth when they're arguing and stuff. Mm. It is funny. Some of the Yoda stuff is really funny on, on Dagobah before it gets oh, all serious. Yeah. Where he's hitting Yoda with a stick. Mine! Mine! <laughs> <laughs> oh, ridiculous. All right. Anna, you have a question for the question and answer council. What is the biggest jump scare for you in all of Star Wars? <laughs> what? How do you even know the term jump scare? What? I'm, I'm just asking. School? School, okay. I, I think it everything from school, Daddy. You don't have to even I'm, ask I'm ready. Me. I'm ready. I mean, I love that term, and actually, I've, yeah, that's that's good. That's a good question for our Halloween episode, but that's okay. We can, because uh, we did talk about the scariest moment. Remember that? True. But we didn't talk about jump scares. And I, I know what, what mine is already, but Liam, what's yours? You know. What's your big, biggest jump scare? Finn pops on the, on the screen. Wow! Wow! Ah. He pops up on the screen, and we're like, whoa! When Finn? Oh! Pops up on the screen, he's like, Oh, yes, the the very first, the very first teaser trailer for (laughs) The Force Awakens. That moment isn't, I mean, it is a little bit of a jump scare in the actual movie, but in that first trailer, it was like, yeah, you really jumped when we first watched that trailer. Oh, I was like, that teaser, yeah. I was like, yeah. Like, I was like, like, yeah, yes. Like, I literally actually jumped in my You chair. actually jumped, yeah. Um, I think my so favorite jump scare is in the cave when the Minoc is, uh, when the Minoc scares Leia. That's oh, yeah, it just goes, it yeah. just goes, plop, you just see, right on the screen. Yeah, you just see Leia sitting there in the falcon cockpit and then all of a sudden and she jumps and i jump and everybody jumps yeah Yeah, i never actually thought of mine oh (laughs) (laughs) just that's i like that you asked the question you didn't have an answer it's okay just name a lot of jump scares and then i'll Uh, how about the the um tuscan raider when luke's looking through his binoculars that's that's pretty good jump scare do you have any others no. Nope. None. Maybe one in the one or two or three. I can't think. I can't think of any other Me ones. Me neither. Sorry, Anna. All right. Well, when uh, when you think of one, let us know. Okay. All right. Well, do you know what time it is? No, I don't. No, no. No, it's not time for Dr. Goobacher and Dagio Belcoz to have some blue milk at a swanky Coruscant cocktail party. It's time for Stump the Lump! All right, so uh, stump and lump questions. I got a different one for each of you. The way this works is that if you don't get it, the other person can steal it. And then if they steal it from you and you don't get one right, you're the double lump. I'm just making up rules as we go here. <laughs> All right, Anna. What species is Greedo? What species is Greedo? Can you give me a hint? 
like a first letter? I will give you a hint. Back, I don't know what episode it was. Oh, I remember that. We sang a song. Yeah, uh uh-huh. About shooting this species. (laughs) And it was to the tune of On the Road Again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get this now. Do you like, want to sing it? Yeah. Uh, sure. It? <laughs> shoot that roadie. <laughs> Just can't wait to shoot that roadie. <laughs> the life I love is smuggling with my Wookiee friend. And I can't, I can't wait, wait to, to shoot, shoot that, that roadie. Shoot that roadie. Oh, yeah. He Just was going to shoot me anyway, so I shot him. <laughs> shoot that Rodian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Liam, question for you. Which Jedi in the prequels is a Nautilin? Which, which Jedi is a Nautilin? So think of the Jedi you know from the prequels. The species name is Nautilin. What the heck is a Nautilus? You don't know. Okay. All right. Um, Wait. Let's see. Is this the name? Does the name kind of sound like the species? No. Is it the little guy? No. Nope. It's not a little guy. He's got a he's got a great smile. And I can give you a hint that Nautilin, like the root of that word, I think the way they they chose that species name, uh, Nautilus is the name of a boat, a famous boat, I think. Uh, Nautical, nautical means like of the sea. Uh, So this, this, uh, this Jedi is probably good in the water. A Nautilin. Kid Fisto. Kid Fisto. You got it. That's what I was going to say. You got it. Good work. No lumps for you. No we'll say no for lumps. Me either. Congratulations. You're lump free. Yes. For now. Dun dun dun. Dun Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 52 of Children of the Force. As always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. So far, that's still just Amy Wishman Nalen, and we appreciate her support so, 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 so much. And I'd love it if we could list off two names the next time we record. Like, say, uh, thank you to Amy and this person. That'd be awesome. That would make me super happy. You know, throw us a buck, one dollar a month. That would be awesome, and it would actually really help us out. And I said I wasn't going to talk about this every episode, so that's enough of that. Patreon.com slash Children of the Force. That's all you need to know. Just go there and, you know, do do it if you want to. Or just listen to us. And, you know, rank us, rate rate us on uh, iTunes. That that actually is, is a huge thing that you can do that really helps out. Uh, just give us a rating, write a little review, just say a couple things you like about the show. Um, takes you five minutes at the most, and... Um, really helps us out helps people find us on itunes so that would be be super cool all right well if you'd like to reach out to us online in other ways you can contact us via twitter at force children oh nice yawning force children that was great (laughs) on facebook we are children of the force our email address is forcechildren.gmail.com our website is oh yeah www.jilchinofthefourth.com Head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show. Alright, well, 
that's going to do it for now. Thank you again for listening, and this has been episode 51 for children... 52. 52. Not 51. 52. Hey, if we did one episode a week for a whole year, it that would be 52 episodes. So, um, that's a random thought, I guess, that I said for some reason. All right. For Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. And I'm Liam. And... May the force be with you.